Trash. Trash. Rhonda Waters addresses UN Security Council at Russia's behest, urging peace but repeating charge that Ukraine invasion was provoked. <sighs> this is a hard one, guys. This is a toughie. Should we listen to it? I think we should listen to it. Roger Waters addresses UN Security Council at Russia's behest, urging peace but repeating charge that Ukraine invasion was provoked by Chris Willman. Pink Floyd co-founder Roger Waters is not backing down on his controversial stand that Russia's invasion of Ukraine was provoked. He repeated that charge Wednesday to no less a body than the United Nations Security Council itself, giving a 16-minute speech at Russia's behest. Waters' address, delivered to the diplomats via live video, was far less incendiary than some of his recent interviews have been, spending less time condemning Ukraine, as has been the rockers' recent want, and more delivering general anti-war sentiments and demanding an immediate ceasefire. I love how being anti-war will get you fucking hated. <laughs> he's been very anti-war from the beginning, and he's been calling on peace from both sides. Now, to say that the, the war in Ukraine wasn't provoked, I mean, there's a lot of evidence saying that there possibly was, <laughs> that it was provoked. Now, do I support it? Fuck No. And do I think that Putin is fucking uh, a dick? Yeah, he's a dick. But you do have to take into consideration. The idea that we can't take into consideration any other narrative but what's been force-fed down our throat is why America will fall if we don't get our shit together. It's why. It's it's the, the seeds of divisive... Uh, narratives, right? It's like you can't say anything other than Russia bad, Ukraine good. Let's forget about, you know, one of the world's top human trafficking countries ever, Ukraine. <laughs> Let's not talk about rampant, uh, rampant uh, uh, corruption. Let's not talk about the fact that the guy who was involved with Burisma and uh, with the Bidens just got fired from uh, from the Ukraine for corruption. Let's not let's not let's ignore all that stuff. There will be a civil war before Americans fold their hands. Yeah, that's the that, I think that's the thing that will take us down. Right, that's the only the way they're going to take us down is if we take ourselves out. But even toned down by water's standards, the speech did not receive much in the way of effusive praise from the diplomats who responded to it in the assembly session. With the exception of Russia's representative, who gave his address high marks, said the deputy UN ambassador for the U.S., Richard Mills, well, I certainly acknowledge he has impressive credentials as a recording artist. His qualifications to speak to us as an expert briefer on arms control or European security issues seem less evident to me. Yeah, and there's the other part of that, right? He's he's an activist, but he's also a musician. And what what qualifies him to talk on this stuff? You know that that's the other part. It's like he's fucking Roger Waters. But what gives any activist the the rights and and the the means to be able to, the qualifications to talk on anything that goes on? 
you have a lot of these activists who are just like, this is how it is, and this is the only way. And they're not even willing to hear the other way or any other narrative other than what they're portraying. So, who knows? I'll also leave to my Ukrainian colleague to address the credibility of Mr. Waters speaking on behalf of his so-called brothers and sisters in that country. Ukraine's ambassador, Sergei Kislytsia, said how sad for his former fans to see him accepting the role of just a brick in the wall, the wall of Russian disinformation and propaganda. The UN representative for Albania got in what may have been the most subtle dig at Waters following his appearance, praising the work of Waters' seeming archenemy, David Gilmore, in recently reviving the Pink Floyd banner to collaborate with the Ukrainian poet on a new single vowing that country would successfully fight back against its Russian attackers. Russia is responsible for its consequences, said the Albanian diplomat. As a famous rock band, Pink Floyd, said in their uplifting, iconic song, Hey Hey Rise Up, Our Beautiful Ukraine is in Sorrow, and we will raise it up and we shall cheer for our glorious Ukraine. First of all, that's not Pink Floyd. already disagree on enough, Waters and Gilmore have been at odds in recent days over Ukraine and over Waters' years-long campaign against Israel. That latest Pink Floyd song is not a Pink Floyd song. That's just some remnants of Pink Floyd. There's some band members, two band members decided to like link up with some uh, ukrainian singer like that's not even pink floyd that's 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 not pink floyd okay the last time pink floyd actually performed was in live was it live eight in 2008 was that like they all four were on stage that's the last time it happened everything else wasn't pink floyd a momentary lapse of reason there's some good cuts on there it's not pink floyd that's not Pink Floyd. In an interview published last week, Waters said of the pro-Ukrainian Pink Floyd song, co-penned by Gilmore, I find it really, really sad. It encourages the continuation of the war. Pink Floyd is a name I used to be associated with. To associate that name now with something like this proxy war makes me sad, he added, reiterating his belief that Ukraine is a shadow front for NATO imperialism. In response to this and many other Waters statements in recent years, Gilmore's wife, Polly Samson, tweeted this week that Waters is a Putin apologist as well as anti-Semitic to your rotten core and a lying, thieving, hypocritical, tax-avoiding, lip-syncing, misogynistic, <laughs> sick with envy megalomaniac. Gilmore co-signed on his wife's statement, adding, every word demonstrably true. Waters did not refer to the Floyd kerfuffle in his live speech to the UN, nor did he get too specific about why he has mostly taken Russia's side in the war. He did add a new wrinkle to his take on the war, saying that it was wrong for Russia to invade it, even though he believed the nation had justification for its aggression. The invasion of Ukraine by the Russian Federation, I condemn it in the strongest possible terms, Waters said in his speech. Also, the Russian invasion of Ukraine was not unprovoked, so I also condemn the provocateur in the strongest possible terms. There, that's got that out of the way. While not addressing Gilmore or Samson, Waters did respond to a quote he had seen published in advance of his UN address. I read in the paper this morning some anonymous diplomat quoted as saying, Roger Waters to address this council. Who's next? Mr. Bean? Ha ha ha. <laughs> Talk about stroking your own ego. Yeah. Anyway, sorry for those of you who don't know, Mr. Bean is an ineffectual character in an English comedy show on television, so it's a penny to a pound the anonymous diplomat is an Englishman. At one point, Waters claimed to be speaking on behalf of four billion people, while at other times putting the figure in hundreds of millions he said he was representing. Today our brief is the possibility of peace in the Ukraine with special reference to the arming of the key regime by third parties, so what do the voices of millions have to say? They say, thank you for hearing us today. We are many who do not share in the profits of the war industry. We do not willingly raise our sons and daughters to provide fodder for your cannon. In our opinion, the only sensible cause of action today is to call for an immediate ceasefire in Ukraine. 
no is, no buts, no ands, not one more Ukrainian or Russian life is to be spent, not one. They are all precious in our eyes. Speaking of his homeland, Water said, my mother country England is, thank God, an empire no more. But in that country now there is a new catchphrase, eat or heat. You can't do both. It's a cry echoing around the whole of Europe. Apparently the only thing the powers think we can all do is perpetual war. How crazy is that? So from the four billion or so brothers and sisters in this voiceless majority, who together with the millions in the international anti-war movement represent a huge constituency, enough is enough. We demand change. President Biden, President Putin, President Zelensky, USA, NATO, Russia, the EU, all of you please change course now and agree to a ceasefire in Ukraine today. That of course will only be the starting point, but everything extrapolates from that starting point. After Waters wrapped up, he was praised by Russia's deputy UN ambassador, Dmitry Poly- Of course he was praised by Russia. <laughs> Thank you. Jansky, who said, we just heard a very precise analysis of events from Roger Waters, one of the most prominent activists of the contemporary anti-war movement. Mr. Waters has consistently opposed wars and violence for several decades, and that theme has permeated his world, famous songs, and the fact that he wanted to address us demonstrates the great deal of concern among the international creative intelligence here and among everyone about where our world is headed. The diplomat went on to reiterate that it is really the West waging war against his country. A diplomat for Albania took issue with Waters' statements. He is lucky to be in New York, in a free country, speak his mind, say whatever he likes, including about the Russian aggression and how wrong that is. If he had been in Russia with what he said, he might have been in custody by now, said Albania's ambassador, Ferret Hodge. But that's a good point. When did he take a page out of the ground? <laughs> how dare you? How dare you? Poor Greta. She gets so much shit. Did you guys, did, did we play that? Did you guys see that video of her getting accosted outside of uh, Davos when they were talking about her German, uh, her fake photo op where the German police arrested her and she's all smiling and shit? The poor girl has autism. You know what I mean? She's on the spectrum and, and these people are just in their face, which, you know, I, I don't. I'm not against it because they're just doing journalism and they're asking questions. And if you're going to go and tell the world to, 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 you know, stop using fossil fuels and, and rely upon, you know, the sun to give you heat in the winter, then, you know, you better have some shit to back it up. But she is just like this autistic girl who just got thrown out in front of the world and propped up. Finish this. Yeah. In his interview with a German newspaper last week, Waters went further with his defense of Russia than he did with the UN, calling its war against Ukraine probably the most provoked invasion ever. Waters also further took up his controversial opinions that China has full rights to assert authority over Taiwan, that Israel is a genocidal state, and that all recent US presidents have been imperialists and war criminals. In trying to find a consistency between Waters' positions, advocating for anti-war causes, but also for the world's most authoritarian states, the common thread may come down to the old maxim, the enemy of his enemy, in this case, the West, is his friend. Hmm. Next article. Next article. I'm okay. Thank you. Thank you for reading that to us, Variety. So, there's like a brief overview. And again... You know, there's some things that I agree with Roger on, and there's a lot of things I don't agree with him on. Um, so here is his UN speech. I kind of want to go this one because there's more. Here I am. Here I am. Roger is such a dick. Um, 
I want to read through this stuff. 5.30 a.m., a truck driver in New Mexico, tears in my eye listening to this gentleman. What a legend. So let's let's give it a gander. We're going to speed it up a bit. So if any overseas friends are listening, uh, let me know if it's too fast for y'all. But I'm going to put it up a bit just so we don't have to sit through fucking 15 minutes of this. But uh, let's check out what Roger said in his own words. Madam President, Excellencies, distinguished members of the Council, ladies and gentlemen, I feel profoundly honored to be afforded this. Always a showman. He always has that air of like I'm, I'm doing a performance. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sure she has Asperger's. Yeah, I'm sure. I I feel bad for the girl honestly. Like I couldn't imagine being thrusted upon that 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 pedestal, and then have to deal with people in your face like Greta. What do you want us all to starve and freeze to death? singular opportunity to brief your excellencies today with your forbearance i shall endeavor to express what i believe to be the feelings of countless of our brothers and sisters all over the world both here in new york and across the seas i shall invite them into these hallowed halls to have their say we are here to consider possibilities for peace in war-torn ukraine especially in light of the aforementioned increasing volume of weapons arriving in that unhappy country Every morning. I love that they pan, they, they pan to fucking Ukraine and dudes like probably playing fucking Candy Crush. This other dudes taking selfies or, or filming fucking Roger Waters. When I sit down at my laptop, I think of our brothers and sisters in Ukraine and elsewhere who, through no fault of their own, find themselves in dire and often deadly circumstances. Over there in Ukraine... They may be soldiers facing another deadly day at the front, or they may be mothers or fathers facing the awful question, how can I feed my child today? Or they may be civilians not knowing that today the lights will go out for sure, as they always do in war zones, knowing that there is no fresh water, that there is no fuel for the stove, no blanket, just barbed wire and watchtowers and walls and enmity. Or they might be over here in a big, rich city like New York. Here, brothers and sisters can still find themselves in dire straits. Maybe, somehow, however hard they worked all their lives, they lost their footing on the slippery, tilting deck of the neoliberal capitalist ship we call life in the city and fell overboard to end up drowning. Maybe they got sick. Maybe they took out a student loan. Maybe they missed a payment. The margins are slim, who knows? But now they live on the street in a pile of cardboard, maybe even within sight of this United Nations building. Anyway, wherever they are all over the world, war zone or not, together they make up a majority, a voiceless majority. And today I shall endeavor to speak for them. We the people wish to live. We wish to live in peace, in conditions of parity, that give us the real opportunity to look after ourselves and our loved ones. We are hard workers and we are ready to work hard. All we need is a fair crack of the whip. Maybe that's an unfortunate choice of idiom after 500 years of imperialism, colonialism and slavery. Anyway, 
please help us. <laughs> he he's gonna get canceled just for that, just for saying crack in the whip. To help us, you may have to consider our predicament, and to do so, you may have to take your eye off the ball for a moment, to put your own goals momentarily to one side. What are your goals, by the way? And here maybe I direct my inquiries more to the five permanent members of this council. What are your goals? What is the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow? Bigger profits for war industries, more power globally, a bigger share of the global cake. Is Mother Earth a cake to be gobbled up? There's not a bigger share of the cake. And, you know, again, these are some of the things I, I, I would agree with. Like, a lot of this is being driven by Lockheed Martin or fucking uh, any other war machine, any other corporation that's making billions of dollars off of the pain and suffering. He's getting a piece of the pie. He is. He definitely is. I mean, he, he's not a poor man. This is not a poor man here. mean less for everyone else. What if today, in this place of safety, we were to look in another direction, to look at our capacity for empathy, for instance, to put ourselves in others' shoes, like right now, for instance, the shoes of that chap on the other side of this room, or even the shoes of the voiceless majority, if they have any shoes, that is. The voiceless majority is concerned that your wars, yes, your wars, for these perpetual wars are not of our choosing, that your wars will destroy the planet that is our home. And along with every other living thing, we will be sacrificed on the altar of two things, profits from the war to line the pockets of the very, very few, and the hegemonic march of some empire or other towards unipolar world domination. Please reassure us that that is not your vision, for there is no good outcome down that road. That road leads only to disaster. Everyone on that road has a red button in their briefcase. And the further we go down that road, the closer the itchy fingers get to that red button, and the closer we all get to Armageddon. Look across the room. At this level, we're all wearing the same shoes. It's true. Excuse me. If if uh, if people do take the unfortunate route of destroying the world, we're all fucked. It's not just who's going to come out on top on that. So back to Ukraine, the invasion of Ukraine. Here we go. Here's where it all gets uh, gets interesting. Ukraine by the Russian Federation was illegal. I condemn it in the strongest possible terms. Also, the Russian invasion of Ukraine was not... The invasion of Ukraine by the Russian Federation was illegal. I condemn it in the strongest possible terms. So there it is. He condemns the, the invasion. He condemns it. Let's, let's hear the but, though. Let's hear the but. But... Also, the awesome. Russian invasion of Ukraine was not unprovoked. So I also condemn the provocateurs in the strongest possible terms. There, that's got that out of the way. When I wrote this speech yesterday, I included an observation that the power of veto in this council only lay in the hands of its permanent members. 
and that I was concerned that that was undemocratic and rendered this council somewhat toothless. This morning, however, I had a revelation upon waking. Toothless. Maybe toothless, in some ways, is a good thing. If, I, if this is a toothless chamber, I can open my big mouth on behalf of the voiceless without fear of getting my head bitten off. How cool is that? Anyway, I read in the paper this morning some anonymous diplomat quoted as saying, Roger Waters, to address the Security Council, whatever next, Mr. Bean, ha ha ha, you know what they're like. Anyway, sorry. For those of you who don't know, Mr. Bean is an ineffectual character in an English comedy show on television. So it's a penny to a pound. The anonymous diplomat is an Englishman. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Anyway, I think it's time to introduce my... <laughs> I love the look on her face. She's like, who is this? <laughs> who is this person? Why is he making these references? Oh, high representative for disarmament affairs. Whoever that is. Mother, Mary Duncan Waters. She was a big influence on me. She was a school teacher. I say was. She's been dead for 15 years. My father, Eric Fletcher Waters, was a big influence on me too. He too is dead. He was killed on the 18th of February, 1944, near Aprilia, near the Anzio Bridgehead in Italy. I was only five months old. So I know something about war and loss. Anyway, back to my mum. When I was about 13, I was struggling with some naughty adolescent problem or other, trying to decide what to do. It doesn't matter what it was. I can't remember anyway, but my mum sat me down and said, now listen, you're going to be faced with many naughty problems during your life, Roger. And when you are, here's my advice. Read, read, read. Find out everything you can about whatever it is. Look at it from all sides, all angles. Listen to all opinions especially ones you don't, agree, you don't agree with. Research it thoroughly, and when you've done that, you will have done all the heavy lifting. And the next bit is easy, is it? Okay, Mum, well, what's the easy bit? Oh, the easy bit is you just do the right thing. So speaking of doing the right thing... <laughs> like he just laid some, some heavy knowledge on us. Do the right thing. No shit, Roger. We know do the right thing is fucking what we're supposed to do. It brings me to human rights. We the people want universal human rights for all our brothers and sisters all over the world, irrespective of their ethnicity, religion, or nationality. To be clear, that would include, but would not be limited to, the right to life and property under the law. For instance, well, for instance, for Ukrainians. And, for instance... Palestinians. Let that sink in. And obviously, for all the rest of us as well, one of the problems with wars is that in a war zone or anywhere where the people live under military occupation, there is no recourse to the law. There are no human rights. Today, our brief is the possibility of peace in the Ukraine, with special reference to the arming of the Kiev regime by third parties. I'm running out of time. So what do the voiceless millions have to say? They say, thank you for hearing us today. We are many who do not share in the profits of the war industry. We do not willingly raise our sons and daughters to provide fodder for your cannons. In our opinion, the only sensible course of action today is to call for an immediate ceasefire in Ukraine. No ifs, no buts, no ands. 
Not one more Ukrainian or Russian life is to be spent. Not one. They are all precious in our eyes. So the time has come to speak truth to power. You all remember the story of the Emperor's new clothes. Of course you do. Well, the leaders of your respective empires stand, in one degree or another, naked before us. We have a message for them. It is a message from all the refugees in all the camps, a message from all the slums and favelas, a message from all the homeless on all the cold streets, from all the earthquakes and floods on earth. It is also a message from all the people, not quite starving, but wondering how on earth to make the pittance they earn meet the cost of a roof over their head and food for their families. My mother country, England, is, thank God, an empire no more. But in that country now, there is a new catchphrase, eat or heat. You can't do both. It's a cry echoing around the whole of Europe. Apparently, the only thing the powers that be think we can all afford is perpetual war. How crazy is that? So, from the four billion or so brothers and sisters in this voiceless majority, who together with the millions in the international anti-war movement represent a huge constituency, enough is enough. We demand change. President Biden, President Putin, President Zelensky, USA, NATO, Russia, the EU, all of you, please change course now. Agree to a ceasefire in Ukraine today. That, of course, will only be the starting point, but everything extrapolates from that starting point. Imagine the collective global sigh of relief, the outpouring of joy, the international joining of voices in harmony, singing an anthem to peace. John Lennon pumping the air with his fist from the grave. We've finally been heard in the corridors of power. The bullies in the schoolyard have agreed to stop playing nuclear chicken. We're not all going to die in a nuclear holocaust after all, at least not today. The powers that be have been persuaded to drop the arms race and perpetual war as their accepted modus operandum. We can stop squandering all our precious resources on war. We can feed our children. We can keep them warm. We may even learn to cooperate with all our brothers and sisters and even save our beautiful planet home from destruction. Maybe, but probably not. Your Excellencies, I thank you for your forbearance. I thank Mr. Waters for his briefing. And I give the floor to those... Yeah, I don't so Waters has decided oh my God, to think sorry, guys. and in his uh, bid to reclaim the legacy of this once great band. Uh, oh my gosh. So, I mean, I'm not much for war. I don't like it. So I would say calling for people to seize fire and to seek peace is not a terrible message. There's other things that he says that are pretty... Pretty wild, but let's go through some of these comments. As I said before, a great speech from a great man. He's been successful in his life. He didn't have to do this. Uh, thank you, Mr. Waters. Thanks for speaking. The fact that Ukraine rep is paying zero attention and the Russian is intently listening speaks a great deal to me. Hmm. Your father is proud of you, sir. You may not know this, but his pride in you is smiling down from heaven. Uh, captain, my captain. Shut the fuck Tremendous speech, best speech, wow, Roger, truly a voice. The real question is, who wrote the skin? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Was it was it all just Russian propaganda? 
Thankfully, there are people like Mr. Rogers in this world. Mr. Rogers. <laughs> Roger, you are a voice of millions. Beautiful, genuine, a simple soul. See, we're all the, like, fuck this guy. He's an anti-Semite. I'm, I'm waiting for those. If he succeeded in making even one of those people in the room pause for a thought about their actions, it'd be a victorious speech. Hmm. Thank you, Roger. I began cynical and finished proud of our Roger. Beautiful words. Wow. There's a, for a YouTube comment page, our YouTube comment, YouTube comments, there is no. I remember the orange man brought peace to the Middle East. That's true. They do for the votes. If our elected officials spoke like this, I would be inclined to pay attention. Thank you. Do your uh, do your officials lie like that about non-unprovoked war and immediate ceasefire in favor of fascist regime committing war crimes on a daily basis? Uh, good reasoning. You can try again or you can talk about yourself. <laughs> Sadly, you don't vote for officials anymore. Instead, your vote is a big corporate uh, for big corporate representatives. Firstly, I wasn't even speaking to you. I was writing in a, um, writing in support of original comment. But since you engaged me, here we go. I don't condone condone any warmongers, uh, be it from the east, west, north, or south. In any war, it's the it's the innocent and uh, voiceless who die. Soldiers, tanks, bullets, bombs are just tools that the leaders use from the comfort of their offices. This war is senseless and could have been avoided. It's all about getting to the bigger piece of the cake at the expense of others. And when others stand their ground and refuse to get bullied, there this is what you end up having. Most of y'all, unless you had a family from Ukraine, couldn't point to it in <laughs> uh, in, a, in a map. Um, yeah, I'm actually involved in the war. Relatives, colleagues suffer from the invasion, and greatly intrigues me. If someone, uh. He's, tries to blame any other country uh, than the fascist dictatorship of Russia invading a sovereign country of Ukraine. Like Waters and others of his fan are doing it. Okay. Yeah. There is a... You know, again, I don't agree with everything he says, but I do agree with the anti-war sentiment and we should figure this shit out instead of, you know, pushing forward. If all sides can come together and find something peaceful, uh, a peaceful ends to this, then what's the harm in that? Chris Brown believes that aliens have not only visited humans, but they have also lived among us. On Valentine's Day, Chris Brown shared his thoughts on aliens and UFOs in a post on his Instagram story. Uh, this is hella random, but don't fall for the fake UFO false flags. Uh, get out of here. Uh, extraterrestrials have been visiting us for a long time. Some live among us. Now, I don't know about that, but, you know, who knows? We are 
The only destructive species dooming our existence, don't let them run with the narrative. Just say I'm crazy, but also make your own judgment. They just started acknowledging the possibilities of UAPs and UFOs. Now they're shooting everything that moving in the sky. Uh, so, yeah, so here's his post. He did that. Congratulations. Um, uh, interest in UFOs and UAPs and unidentified uh, anomalies of phenomenons, anomalous phenomenons, has been at an all-time high in recent years, beginning with the leak of the USS Nimitz uh, UFO. So this, now, it does seem like it's kind of a distraction, um, but let's check out this. I'm sure we've all seen this. Get the fuck out of here. I'm not subscribing. So we've all, I'm sure we've seen all this. Okay. Go faster. What does it say? Uh, taken aboard a U.S. Navy F.A. 18 Super Hornet, the unaltered footage was captured by a Raytheon Advance targeting forward-looking infrared oh, wow, pod, which contains the most advanced sensors and powerful tracking systems on the market. Keep it moving, baby. So, Raytheon... Sensors in infrared mode. Sensors in TV visual. Thank you for pointing that out. Sensor azimuth is aimed four degree. Okay. Sensor zoom. Okay. Thank you for pointing all these out. But look, can we just get to the tic tac here? Okay, here we go. It's zooming in on this this thing. This noise is terrible. Turn that down. Uh, the object appears dark against bright daytime sky and is clearly oblong shaped. And so they're sensing this thing. And they're tracking it. And they're just like, what is it? And what's interesting is, is that, you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson, I saw him in an interview talking about how, why is there not any kind of, of, um, you know, clear footage? Our cameras are nicer. Why don't we have clear footage of these UAPs, these UFOs? And, and he does make a good point, and we'll, we're going to get there too, because there, I was just watching a video the other day about someone who was talking about, how these things are created the sensor either breaks lock on the object or the object shifts rapidly and so like this is what we have you know this is what we get to look at i don't know what is that that could be anything Neil is upon WSO changes zoom several times. The object suddenly and instantly accelerates to the left out of view of the sensor at what appears to be an unprecedented move, uh, 
uh, speed. The acceleration was so high that the tracker couldn't do it. Well, I could see that. I could see that he he he's a pawn. Um, okay, and I know you can't trust everybody on TikTok, but this was interesting. Check this out. Uh, there's something called like Project Blue Beam. Yeah, good one. What uh, is that? That is that's lasers, right? I, I've heard of Project Blue Beam before, um, but I didn't cons actually know what it was. Yeah, I can uh, I can actually talk about that one, but that is uh, uh, <laughs> it's really bad. But you know the people that see orbs in the sky. Yeah, uh, go around that fly faster. UFOs, you know, UFOs. Yeah, the, there's there's navy pilots. There's an uh, yeah, multiple yeah, navy pilots who talk about them. they got there. So they were flying F-18s. These these oh. navy pilots. And one of them's coming in here in a couple in two weeks. He's uh, oh. Ryan Graves. Okay. He uh he's a navy pilot flying off the coast of North Carolina, and they they got their uh their radar upgraded on their F-18s, and yeah. all of a sudden they were seeing these things darting around on their radar. Okay. Uh, don't tell him what I'm about to say and see if he knows about um, it. Okay. Um, so what we do is we play with our own forces to make sure our trickery will work on the enemy. Uh, and those are directed energy weapons of where we do intersecting beams or focus beams into the atmosphere. Point. And notice they're always Point. in the atmosphere to excite the electron orbitals of the oxygen and, and nitrogen uh, in our atmosphere, and it causes a glow and it causes ionization. That ionization shows up on radar, and like a, it's like a cat laser pointer, and we're making planes chase them. That's exactly how they describe these things moving, like laser pointers. Yeah, and so we can do it in three space. We can make it look like... In three-dimensional space. Yeah, and we can make it look like... Uh, an entire fleet is about to drop bombs on, let's say, Europe, and then just have them disappear. And they ha they get all their planes up in the air, and we attack them from the other direction, uh, assuming we're attacking Who Europe. is doing this? The Navy, you said? Uh, somebody. <laughs> let's just say a group. A group, you know. And you know this for a fact. I know for a fact, yeah. So anyway, don't tell your guests. A group within the U.S. government. Yeah, okay. We'll leave it at that. Yes. And, and is I, this something Is this something that could be seen with the naked eye? Or yes, is this something because that it glows. It glows. So it would be seeable. You can see it by the naked eye. And it would leave a radar trace. So it's perfect as a deception. And, and it invo involves the voice of God weapons that I was talking about. Project and, Blue Beam does. And this got... This got leaked, uh, and so it probably won't have the effect, and they probably won't do it. But if you wanted to bring the world together, as President Reagan said in several UN speeches, you would have a common enemy like evil aliens attacking. We the Battle of Los Angeles. <laughs> Wait, is that real? Or are you just making a joke? Because I don't know what the Battle of Los Angeles is. Is that a movie? I don't know. Forget our differences. 1945, the Battle of Los Angeles. We'll come back to... And, and that's Richard Duncan. And he's supposedly a, a Harvard scientist, which I don't know. I did, I did zero research.
Benel Los Angeles, also known as the Great Los Angeles Air Raid, is the name given by contemporary sources to a rumored attack of continental United States by Imperial Japan and subsequent anti-aircraft artillery barrage, which took place from late uh, February 24th to early February 25th, 1942, over Los Angeles. The incident occurred three months... The incident occurred, uh, occurred less than three months after the U.S. entered World War II in response to the Imperial Japanese Navy surprise attack on Pearl Harbor and one day after the bombardment of Elwood near Santa Barbara on February 23rd. Initially, the target of the aerial barrage was thought to be attacking for uh, be an attacking force from Japan, but speaking at a press conference shortly afterward, Secretary and the Navy Frank Knox called the purported attack a false alarm. Newspapers of the time published a number of reports uh, and speculation of a cover-up to conceal an actual invasion by enemy airplanes. When documenting the incident in 1949, the United States Coast Artillery Association identified a meteorological balloon sent aloft at 1 a.m. as having started all the shooting and concluded that once the firing started, imagination created all kinds of targets in the sky. Everyone joined in. In 1983, the U.S. Office of Air Force History uh, attributed the events to a case of war nerves triggered by a lost weather balloon and exacerbated by stray flares and shell bursts from adjoining batteries. Hmm. Sounds kind of sus. Sounds kind of sus. Ufology. A published Los Angeles Times uh, on February 26, 1942 has been featured in UFO conspiracy theories as evidence of an extraterrestrial visitation. They assert that the photo clearly shows searchlights focused on an alien spaceship. However, the photo was heavily modified by photo retouching prior to the publication, a routine practice in graphic arts of the time intended to improve contrast in black and white photo. Times writer Larry Harnish uh, noted that the retouched photo, along with fake newspaper headlines, were presented as true historical material uh, in trailers for the 2011 Battle Los Angeles. Harnish commented, if the publicity uh, campaign wanted to establish UFO research as nothing but lies and fakery, it could have done a better job. And so he's referring to this picture right here and what what is this what is this thing down here what is this you can't read that firing asleep possible injury so this is somebody These are bullet holes in the car. Searchlights and anti-aircraft guns comb the sky during alarm. Can't really see what that even is. So, yeah, why not? This 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 Project Bluebeam could be that too. They might have had this technology for a long time. We don't know. I'm not trying to say that UFOs. No, I'm getting it cold. You said try it cold, right? 
Mm. I know, isn't that good? What is it? Ube ice cream. Ube. <laughs> How was the... Um, we had so much fun. Yes, get some. It's for real. Just have to get some. Like... Raina went to the Asian, the new Asian market here. Did you get anything good? We got lots of good stuff. What'd you get? We have lobster crackers. Lobster crackers? And shrimp flavored snack. <laughs> All right, shut the door. Shrimp flavored snack. They left. They're out of here. They don't care about us. They don't really care about us. Um... This is interesting, though. I, I think I've heard of this. Because I feel like I've seen this picture before. Within hours of the end of the air raid, Secretary of the Navy Frank Knox held a press conference saying the entire incident had been a false alarm due to anxiety of warners. Knox's comments were followed by statements from the Army the next day that reflected General George C. Marshall's uh, supposition and that the incident might have been caused by enemy agents using commercial airplanes in a psychology warfare campaign to generate mass panic. Some contemporary press suspected a cover-up of the truth. An editorial in the Long Beach Independent wrote, There's a mysterious re... Reticence? Red reticence, God. There is a mysterious reticence about the whole affair, and it appears that some of the censorship is trying to halt discussion on the matter. Speculation was rampant as to invading airplanes and their bases. Theories include a secret base in northern Mexico as well as a Japanese submarine station offshore with the capability of carrying planes. Others speculated that the incident was either staged or exaggerated to give coastal defense uh, industries an excuse to move further inland. Uh, Pepe! What's up, Pepe? Welcome in. More drums. <laughs> <laughs> Four drummers. Uh, Representative Leland of Santa Monica called the congressional investigation saying none of the explanations so far offered removed an episode of the category complete mystification. This it was either a practice raid or a raid to throw a scare into two million people or a mistaken identity raid or raid to lay political foundation to take away Southern California's war industry. Hmm. Where is the drummers? <laughs> <laughs> Where are the drummers? Uh, they're right here, buddy. So we were watching this guy. His name is Robert Duncan, and he was talking about Project Bluebeam because of all the UFOs have been getting shut down, and we have musicians sort of reacting to it, like Chris Brown. So we kind of got into aliens here. But this dude is talking about Project Bluebeam, which is supposedly a um, uh these like focused lasers that I, I didn't understand what he was saying, but using focused lasers to create images in the sky that actually can be picked up on radar. And um, so he's basically saying that none of these UFOs are real, that it's just sort of this, you know, projection in the sky. Is that true? I don't know. Let's find out. Right. This is we fight against it. So we wouldn't look at each other as, as Chinese or Russian yeah. or American. We'd look at each other as Earthlings. It's her humans. Yeah, as Earthlings. And so that was Project Bluebeam was to trick the human race into believing either God is coming down 
everybody hears the voice of God, the microwave hearing effect, uh, get along, get, you know, whatever the new message is. Or it was going to be the evil aliens attacking. And notice how they, all of a sudden, all the governments release all their information on UFOs, and there's a whole uh, division dedicated. And that's just deception. It's just, you think it's, it's all deception? I think it's all deception. Really? Yeah. But, you know, that's my opinion. I, I've looked at all the videotapes mm-hmm. and uh, that people have given me. And I can explain away each one of them. So apparently, but there's there's apparently lots of footage and video videos and photos that have not been released to the public. Yeah, I haven't seen those. So I, I can't. Get and if you them. think this is all some sort of psyop, what do you think the ultimate purpose of it is? Distraction against a lot of this human experimentation we're doing. Uh Distractions, distractions, distractions. So this was the Senate. So yesterday they had a Senate hearing in regards to what these unidentified flying objects were. And these are some of the senators that are being sort of questioned after the hearing. So this is interesting. You get any answers as to what those other objects were? Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. If they're not new, they sir, then why were they shot down? Were well, that's what's new. No, that's what's new. What's new is that um, that that they were shot down, which is extraordinary because not one. We, we've never shot down anything in 65 years of NORAD, and over one weekend they shot down three things. So, but the the bigger concern now that everyone wants to know is what is it and what were they doing here, and the but as they describe what's been observed. We have hundreds and hundreds of these over the years. Going into this, the last two hearings, I had the impression that this was uh, uh, something. Is this that, Kennedy that, here? That He's so funny. Over the last two weeks, and that's not accurate. This has been going on a long time. Do they give an explanation as to why they're shooting them down now? Why nope, they're deciding? They did not. Yeah, some are saying that it's a wagging of the dog to improve. Approval ratings. I don't care to speculate on that. I don't care to speculate. I, I just know that uh, um, we need some more transparency. I understand the need for for national security secrets, but uh, now that this cow is out of the barn, uh, the president and the director. <laughs> See, I like his little folksy things he says. Now that the car's out of the barn. <laughs> of national intelligence needs to address it. Uh, they need to explain to the American people if they know, and I'm not sure they know, if they know they're not telling us, uh, what these things are, who put them up there, and do they pose a threat to the American people? And if the answer is no, how do they know that? Um, you, what's your assessment? Do you feel like there's a threat? Le- learning what you've just learned, do you feel like the threat level is low or... The only thing I feel confident saying right now is that um, if you are confused, you understand the situation perfectly. There ought to be more transparency, whether it's from the president in a national address or through some other senior official. The American people need and deserve more facts in real time, not months later. But right now, you know, I think it is time for the president to address the nation. This is when we need to have an Oval Office address and he needs to say, this is what we know. This is what we're doing. This has been going on for a long time. Um, I wonder why all aliens go to the U.S. 
only happens in U.S. No, that's not true. They're, we're, they're getting UFO reports all over the world. South America, China. I think in uh, Russia. You think it's the Ruskies? <laughs> yeah, I think they had we some sightings of Russia, too. some of the objects. Others we think we probably missed. And we don't know what most of them are. So bottom line, you're kind of walking away from this thing, still having a lot of questions. Yes. Yes. We have, we have unity and This, in this poor rec- reporter. Did you learn anything significant beyond what's been reported in the news, do you feel? Uh, yeah, I learned a little bit. I can't talk about all of it. But oh, I, of course you can't. What I took away from, from the briefing today, more than so than the briefing last week, Or Hitler's bell still being spotted. That, uh, this has been what's going that? on for a long, long, long time. Hello. Um, at, at, at least 2017, and last week we were told 2019. Um, that's what I took away from it today. Thanks, Thanks so, guys. Appreciate it. Lock your doors tonight. What? So I keep seeing people saying, like, why did you say lock your doors today? They made a UFO. Hitler's bell. Let's fuck. Let's go. I like the movies Mars Attack. It's okay. I I was never a big fan. What is this? Die Glock uh, was a a top secret Nazi scientific technological device, secret weapon, or Wunderwaffel, 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 first described by Polish journalist and author Igor Witzkowski, and whatever that says, it was later uh, popularized by military journalist and author Nick Cook, who associated it with Nazi occultism, anti-gravity, and free energy suppression research. Mainstream reviews have criticized claims about Die Glock uh, as being pseudoscientific, recycled rumors, and a hoax. Die Glock and other alleged Nazi miracle weapons have been dramatized in video games, television shows, and novels. Oh, that's interesting. Um, So, okay, so with Operation Paperclip, we had people bringing, uh, we had the United States recruiting um, Nazi scientists to come over here and uh, uh, work for the United States. So if this is what, you know, if they did accomplish anti-gravity and such, then that would explain why we have a lot of these over in the United States, because we took the Nazi scientist over here and uh, we took their information, we took their technology. And we got to think that it was shortly after World War II that we started getting all these... uh, UFO things going on. So, is it Project Blue Beam? Is it is it just focused lasers? Is it is it Nazi technology that we just sort of taken and 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 acclimated to our own? Because I'll tell you one goddamn thing. I I I'd prefer it to be United States, um, U.S. Uh, technology than than uh, than you know 
our enemies having this because we're really talking about anti-gravity. And that was one of the things that came out in the reports in the last few days that some of these didn't have any propulsion, any signs of propulsion. So if we have that technology, we need to make sure. Uh, Werner von Braun would kill the slowest worker every day to keep up with the work demands. And he got us to the moon. Hey, let's go. Thank you, Verna. I appreciate you. We got to the... Oh, I can't do it. Uh, I think it's advanced drones. You know, and, and I was thinking, because a, a while ago, we uh, watched that movie. What's that movie called? It's a... Uh, uh, I can't remember, but it came out a couple years ago. And it's the one that talks about how, like, these UFOs were disarming nuclear... Uh, weapons in like Montana and stuff, and I think he even had what's his name, who's the the the, the daddy of UFOs, Bob Lazar. It, it it was pretty good, but I did have some people. We watched it in the Discord, and we I, we did have some folks that were Navy, and we did have some people who were like really you know strong thinkers, and and they agreed with that, and so I tended to drift away from the idea of the, them being aliens, and rather just being advanced technology that we have. It's interesting that you know, like Nader's brought up the the uh, in nineteen you know in the nineteen forties in the Battle of Los Angeles. That's right around the time that we're you know in the war we're we're bringing over Nazi scientists and. Maybe that was something, or maybe that was the Nazis, you know, testing out their their technology, just bringing it over. Um, I am interested in Project Bluebeam, though. That's really cool, Nairs. Thanks for spotlighting that. Project Bluebeam. False. The Bluebeam joint. <laughs> Thank you. It says false. U.S. shoot down mystery speculations over aliens. I'm a book of useless information. I, same. <laughs> same. My dad filled me up with all kinds of useless information about, like, big band and old movies. It's just ridiculous. False. The Blue Beam, a joint project of NASA and the United States and the United Nations, uses the most powerful technologies to spread a new religion on Earth and create various simulations, images to establish total control over humans, after which the New World Order will finally be established. Uh, last year about UFOs, don't remember. Yeah, me neither. I think that's the same one. I think that's the same one. Where I think we're talking about the same one. There was a couple of them that came out. There was one about Bob Lazar, and then I think you're the the, the Netflix one. Uh, I know a retired F-16 that admitted to UFOs. Well, that's the thing, man. We're seeing all kinds of you know Navy or Air Force people coming out talking about this stuff. So, I mean, it, it does seem to be that. There are some kind of advanced technologies out there, but I wouldn't put it past anybody, any of these folks that like a, a, a project like Project Blue Beam to exist either. I mean, why wouldn't you want to uh, scare an entire country into submitting without having to fire a single rocket? Doesn't mean it's aliens, just unidentified. Right. 
Right, exactly. And that's where, okay, so that's where I was at when, before, when I, especially after watching this video or that documentary, both the Bob Lazar one and that Netflix one, which I think they're both on Netflix. If I, I think I'm mistaken. I don't know. Anyways, I was just like, it's aliens, bro. It's fucking aliens. And then after talking to people in the Navy and stuff, it was just like, most likely it's advanced technology that we have control over and we like to go and test it out over people. Now, there is also this thing that's going around where people are talking about, especially in the last few days. So in the last few days, we had, um, uh, as you guys know, we've had several UFO being shot down. And it's going on at a time when... Let's see. Ohio has a mini Chernobyl going on. We've had two uh, U.S. lawmakers in, I think, in New Jersey be assassinated. Haven't heard about that. No one's talking about that. We just had a truck overturn, and this was yesterday. We had a truck overturn in Arizona that's releasing uh, nitric acid into the air and had parts of Tucson, Arizona sheltering in place. We had a train crash in, um, in South Carolina and in Houston, and outside of Houston, Texas, both carrying chemicals in it. Um, we got the people from Twitter are being, uh, Congress brought them up before Congress has a hearing going. I don't know if it's still going on, but they brought the, the ex, uh, leaders of Twitter in and asking about, you know, the, the Hunter laptop, the Hunter Biden laptop stuff. So there is this word going around where it's, it, it's most likely a distraction, a motor distraction because there's a lot of shit going on that's not getting news coverage and it's you know i i think that most people not most people a lot of people have come to the conclusion that the the mainstream media is not telling us news they're telling us propaganda it seems that all these different um News organizations are just propagandizing us. Uh, they have direct ties to the government, to the DOJ. Um, and, and just a small peek inside of that is these Twitter files, which are getting zero coverage as well. Um, and if so, if the DOJ, the FBI have direct ties to a, a, a huge platform like Twitter that has a lot of influence, um, you tell me they don't have a direct line to CNN, to to MSNBC, Fox News. You don't think they have a direct line to whoever's calling the shots over there? I mean, it, when you think of like weapons of mass destruction and how much how much they tried pushing that, and and maybe I don't know if Pepe knows what that is, but the WAPs or WOP, what is it? Uh, weapons of mass destruction. WMPs that's or WMDs fuck me WMDs were pushed upon the American public until just what like a few years ago that that finally came out like oh yeah well, well we were just lying or we were oh it was just made up it was just something it was just a reason for us to go and invade different places so you know I don't put it past any of these news organizations where people supposedly get informed that they wouldn't 
just create these distractions so that we can sit and and, and be uh, astounded by what, what's going on with these UFOs, man? What's going? On? And even if they are real and they are technology of the United States, and we we are shooting them down, it's still if that's even true. It's still a huge distraction. Let, let, let's see what's on the front page of MSNBC. I just want to see. Let, let's see what the breaking news is over at MSNBC. Oh, Trump. Look at that. No, I don't want to enable ads. No. I will not enable ads. No evidence on table. Um... Yeah, there's no, yeah, they don't have any kind of evidence of anything, right? They don't have any kind of fucking uh there there's no there's no they said they're looking for the projectile and because of cold weather and mountainous terrain, they can't recover anything. That they don't know. They don't know. And this is what the front page news is on MSNBC. If Trump throws a online tantrum today, this lawyer is likely why. Hmm. And then look over here. Just a little emergency managers made crucial errors after. Oh, oh, they made errors. They made errors. Uh, Buffalo shooter sentenced to life in prison they should just murder him get him off the fucking world off the planet Ugh, i'm not a big fan of corporal punishment but i mean if this guy is guilty we all know he's guilty he filmed it he put it on twitch fuck that guy the government is exempt from errors yes no one the government and 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 the fucking and msnbc will come and fucking wipe their ass for them and tidy him up and, and powder their balls Look at this. This this is this should be front page news. Like our food supply, Ohio supplies the world with food. Not the whole world, but the it, our shit goes international. There's dying fish. There's animals who are dying. Like like it, it's insane. The Chinese news. <laughs> kind of right. It it feels like that sometimes. Because who's benefiting from all this dissension? Who's benefiting from the this this these uh, these stories that divide us? Paid by for for by TikTok. And what's interesting, Naders, is that I'm finding so many of these news stories on TikTok before the the mainstream even comes close to it. Like, still, some of these stories that are getting broke on TikTok are still not even being talked about like there's a lady on tiktok showing her dead chickens and there's a there's somebody going to the river little what is it called little river run in ohio it's something like that and showing with her phone look at all the dead fucking fish this is what's going on and you know, this is what they have to say. The ohio train derailment was bad enough the emergency response made it worse so okay CNN wouldn't touch real news with a ten foot pole. No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. They wouldn't touch it with a ten foot fucking <sighs> chlamydia ridden pole. Um. Yeah, and here this is this this mini Chernobyl is what people have been calling it. 
is a but but no this is the front page of msnbc where's the where's tucson is being locked down it's all about trump what's cnn got let's see what cnn's showing Let's go see what what CNN's. Why spy balloon has uh, what what the spy balloon has to do with the Hainan Island? I don't know what that is. Russian troops pouring into Ukraine are ill-equipped. Propaganda. Everything is fucking propaganda. Um, Biden could deliver remarks this week addressing downed object. Oh, he could. Here's what high altitude balloons are used for. Look at this. Where where is the Amish dog breeder explains how George Santos allegedly stole puppies? George Santos. The the the, the cross dressing lawmaker who lies about everything. That that's that's what they're going for here. Not like, hey, Ohio, you should be fucking freaking out. My friend was telling me he, he thinks that this is World War III, but it's going to be us against ourselves. <laughs> Starts here, and they just want to poison us. And the, the thing is, is that you look at, look at how many of these uh, warehouses or uh, these food manufacturing plants. What was it? It was... That we had 2,200 food manufacturing plants in 2019, and then now, because of these weird explosions and weird fires, and these chicken manufacturers are just going up. It's like one. It's cut in half. Cut in half. Uh, production of corn uh, is is cut down uh, uh, by it was what was it 40 percent? The the production of or, or the cultivation of, of like, carrots is down by 40%. All these crops are being grown in 2022 for 2023. So it seems like, it feels like, and I'm not saying this is what it is, but it feels like that there are external forces, sorry, pushing us towards a brink. Because once you put famine in, in, in the mix... You know, with social justice and how people will freak out over, you know, these these social justice issues. And then you put in hunger. I mean, I don't think social justice even matters at that point. Because people are just going to start freaking out. And people will start stealing shit. Start people will turn on their neighbor. Because when your kids are hungry and looking up at you with those big eyes that with sunken cheeks because of malnutrition... You're going to do what it takes to fucking make sure there's something in their belly. And that's how we end up, you know, fucking going to war with ourselves. Our infrastructure is, is, is from, what, the 1950s or something? All these trains are, are, are derailing. And, and fucking our president demanded and forced the, the, the trains to get back to work. Because uh, f- forced the workers to go back to work and not strike because he wanted you know our, our the, the he wanted them to keep pushing make sure our you know make sure shit gets there on time you got people just overworked underpaid they're cutting corners 
these these Norfolks and Union Pacific, they're cutting corners and at any point they can. I, I saw somewhere they had their braking system is from like the beginning of trains. Like they still use that same technology as as when we first invented trains. Look up how much farmland. Oh yeah. Let's see how much farmland. That's not on the front page of, of CNN. Look at this. Nothing. You know what's also interesting is that you're not seeing. And, uh, you know, I'm not. Uh, this, is, this is what's great about America. Okay, so she was studying to become a doctor. Here's what we know about the MSU shooting victims. We're talking about the victims, right? Sowing more division. These these people who died. This is horrible. I I hate the fact that this is going on, but this MSU shooting, it was a black dude. It was a black dude who came in and blew this shit up. And we're not seeing that anywhere. We're not seeing that dude's face anywhere. Which rightfully so. Fuck that guy. Again, that guy should. I'm glad that dude's gone. Hey, Chris Thompson, music. You came in at right at the time. And this is what I love about America, is that. No longer is it just white people doing mass shootings. It, it's the blacks. It's the Latinos or Latinxs. <laughs> it's Asians. It's truly a melting pot of fucking mass destruction. And you can't just say that it's the whites doing it all the time. And you can't just say, you know, like, there's been several sh mass shootings where it was fucking... Uh, all colors of the rainbow. So l let's rejoice in that. Let's give thanks that um, we are a true melting pot of destruction here in America. Uh, I don't give thanks for the death that they brought upon us. Uh, that's horrifying. I can't stand it. Um, I Violence is horrible. Um, but at least we have real diversity in our mass shootings. No one's talking about mass shootings in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, what was it, a couple years ago in the summer? It was 60 people in one weekend in South Chicago. 60 people. Nobody was talking about that. Nobody. Here, in, here is mass shooting big news in Sweden. Wasn't there, there was a big, there was a mass shooting in Sweden, wasn't there? I mean, here's the thing about Sweden is that I mean, fucking not here. No mass shooting in Sweden. Let's just let me just double that. Violent mass shooting in Sweden. The last one was in 1995. Norway. Oh, Norway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. U.S. It, it's U.S. Can you own guns there? So the last one is that's showing. It looks like in 1995, all mass shootings uh, is big news. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it is because you guys don't have that kind of same violence. But also, you guys have sort of a monoculture there. You guys have sort of a. Uh, uh, um, you guys don't have as many people, and you guys are also a. Uh, you know, I, what you got? You guys can own guns, right? Probably not automatic weapons. You can probably own guns for shooting, and you gotta get licensed. Sweden gun laws. I'm sure you can own guns. Yeah, you gotta get a weapons license, and it ha probably has to be approved. You can't. It can't just be. 
Now I want to go home and let off some few rounds. <laughs> Yo, I want to get back to the range too, actually. Um, yeah, the the range, man. Last time I was at the range, I was having a really good time. What is this? Is this the shrimp stuff? This is shrimp. No, I'm sorry, that's lobster. Hmm. It's good. Okay, one more lobster. Shrimp. Uh, you know I love me a shrimp Ooh. cracker. I can smell that one. Let me see. These ones are fire. Which ones do you like better? Mm. I kind of like the shrimp one. Right. That store is pretty awesome. It's like, it was just the soft opening. So they have a, but like, but they're going to do like, like the whole like fish tanks and stuff with like the, for the seafood and stuff. So. Is it like 99? It's not as extensive because it's mostly Asian, like Japanese. Whereas like 99 Ranch Market is like. Asian, all Asian. Asian, yeah. All, all the Philippinexes. That's not a real word. Yes, it is. Philippinex is next. It's Latinx and Philippinex. Okay, so Sweden, you can own guns. It's just you got way more restrictions. And it's not like you can... Um, the fun thing about Ohio is, is that they no longer... You don't need any kind of... Um, training or or any kind of registration you can just open carry here and and conceal carry here in ohio no paperwork nothing you'll just see people walking around with i mean a lot of people conceal it but you'll just see people walking around with a gun on their hip and it's normal for us it's normal and if a mass shooter does come in I would be very grateful for someone who's like, like there was a guy, was it in Indiana? Who was in, there was a big mall shooting and the dude took him out. Is is different state of, it is. It is very different from state to state because like in New York, open carry or concealed carry is like a whole process. You got to get like all kinds of background checks and stuff. To own a pistol here in Ohio, you do have to have a background check. To own a shotgun, you can just go in and buy a shotgun. There's no check. You can just go into a, a sports store. We used to sell them in, like, Walmarts here. And you might still be able to buy some shotguns at Walmart. I'm not sure. I don't think so anymore. I think since Columbine, that's different. And Illinois requires a concealed... Yes, we used to have permits here, Naders. Now in Ohio, there's no permits. There's nothing. <laughs> you, just, you just strap that baby on and you go, you go on with your day. To carry a loaded weapon, yeah. Yeah, they don't give a fuck here in Ohio. Give zero fucks. Same country, different laws. That's sick. <laughs> That's sick in a good way or sick in a bad way? I, I, I'm i not sure. I, I don't know your vernacular. Uh, best believe I'll carry in Chicago. <sighs> That's the thing, man. You go to these different cities... And you don't know what to expect, and and it is weird. It's different from law, uh, state to state, which makes it confusing. But then again, that's how the United States was set up. The United States was set up where the states get to they get to create their own laws and their own ways of being. There's federal laws that we all have to take. We have to all have to respect and 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 uh, adhere to, but. It was set up so the states can take care of their own needs because each state has their own ideals and they have their own needs. They have their own, you know, they have their own infrastructures in some cases like Texas. 
have their own like uh, electrical grid. I'd rather get a slap on the wrist and lose my gun than be dead at an intersection. You ain't lying, Naders. I mean, it, I get real nervous going to these big cities because we we travel a lot and we travel to the cities and like, especially in New York. Like the last time we were in New York, it just it was so creepy, man. Just people all fucking falling out on fentanyl and rats fucking running the the, the fucking. <laughs> No, running the underground, the rats are running the underground drug trade. Uh, it's crazy. I wouldn't bring a fancy gun, though. Nah. And, you know, like, I know, like, I know that how my wife feels about all that. But it, it does make me nervous. So I don't blame anybody. I don't blame anybody for wanting to be protected. I mean, it, that's the thing, man. Freedom isn't free. It, it comes with a fucking hefty price. Um, you want freedom to do these things? There's it, blood, blood, blood in the streets to pay for this shit, man. And it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that people feel like they have to go and do things illegally and acquire things illegally. But... I don't know. I, I, I'd rather be able to protect my family, protect my state, protect my city, protect um, my country, than be ran over and just be told what to do. Because that's the biggest thing you got to understand. I feel like the reason why you we have these ideas that china and russia are sort of implanting these divisive natures into our social structure like you know like this woke culture and um anything that sort of is divisive within us is because we're our own worst enemies when if we bond together and even the state right because we have a corporate we basically have an oligarchy now and the only thing that stops these people from complete control over us is the fact that we have fucking guns. We can shoot back. We can shoot back. And that's the fear, right? That's why it's not just like, let's go and invade this country. Besides, we're, you know, pretty, we're pretty, we're in an awesome space where we have, um, we have oceans that surround us and we have, and, and you know, we have, Canada and Mexico are on our side. Um, but that's why you see us, you see these divisive uh, narratives being pushed on us because they know we're our own worst enemy. And if you can fuck up the infrastructure, if you can um, create enemies out of neighbors, if you can poison the food, if you can create a food source that's poisonous, if, if, if you push McDonald's and processed foods and, and you have a bunch of people who are out, out of shape and then you have people who are saying that's fat phobic or that's transphobic or that's homophobic, it, like every day we could, we'll turn on each other and that's how, that's our downfall. That will be our downfall is that we poison ourselves and we're so divided that whoever has the control could just sort of move in and we'll be shooting each other, not shooting and not caring about what's going on externally. Uh, what is it? It's, it's divided we fall, right? 
And that's sort of what's happening. And whether it's external countries or if it's our own country or these oligarchs that want more power or if it's Bill Gates who wants more land to grow soy so he can force us to buy his disgusting Impossible Burgers. Bill Gates land owner. Then where are we? Microsoft co-founder is considered the largest private landowner in the country with some 269,000 acres across dozens of states, according to last year's edition of the Land Report 100. Bill Gates owns the majority of the farm. Bill Gates also is, run, is in cahoots with the WEF, Klaus Schwab, eating bugs. You will own nothing and be happy. It's interesting. It's interesting, right? I know it sounds like conspiracy nonsense, but it's interesting. It's very, very interesting and scary. And scary as fuck. Oh, oh wait, hold on. While Bill Gates... We got fact checks here, guys. Let, let's, let's trust these fact checkers. Um, claims online the... Uh, Fact check, Bill Gates doesn't own most U.S. farmland. BlackRock doesn't own most houses. Wow. I wonder who fucking owns Reuters. Let's see who owns Reuters. Who owns Reuters? Thompson Corporation of Canada. Reuters. Uh, Employs 2,500 journalists. Reuters is one of the largest news agencies in the world. Um, headquarters is in London. Editor-in-chief. I mean, once you start drilling down, you really do see that Reuters 21st century. Reuters share price grew during the dot-com boom, then fell in troubles. Okay, in 2008, 2009. Thompson Reuters appointed Jim Smith as CEO. Uh, Thomas Reuters agreed to sell the intellectual properties in operation. Announced expansions to Toronto as part of cuts. Reuters Corp. Reuters announced they're going behind a paywall. Yeah, well, that's stupid. Butter is easy to eat. Butter is easy to eat. Pretty hard to make. Hmm. Yeah. If everyone ate what they produced, we'd be a better place. Yeah, probably. Probably. But most of us have been, most people have become so dependent. I mean, I'm dependent on it. I have the ability to grow stuff. I know how to grow a garden. I know how to do that stuff. But how many people know how to do that kind of shit? And I didn't learn that from my dad either. I didn't learn that from my parents, even though my parents both grew up. My mom grew up on farms and my dad grew up pulling weeds and shit. And none of them taught me shit. You want to know what taught me how to fucking grow shit? Well, we won't go there. (laughs) But I've been growing shit for a long time before anything. Well, I mean, in California, I grew tons of weed, but it, it was that was it was legal there. Would never do anything like that here, where it's not legal completely. Um, anyways, 
I, I, I'm getting bored with this. Let's see. Thompson's Reuter Corporation. Thompson Reuters Corp. Limited. So who owns this? Let, let, let's just do this. Let's just go group limited black rock black rock partners with thomas reuters <laughs> so here's the fact check fact check bill gates doesn't own most of u.s farmland and black rock doesn't own most houses who owns reuters who's doing the fact checking BlackRock partners with Reuters for diversity fund. Yeah, okay. Inclusion and diversity fund. Great. All right. Well, thank you. That, that's great. That's just great. Who owns it? Let's see. The Royal Bank of Canada. And they're doing great right now. Bank of Montreal, Vanguard, there's one for you. That's another one that owns most of the shit around here. Bank of Nova Scotia. There you go. Anyways.